0: True North, an AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer, Saturday mornings at 8 or via podcast anytime. Now, let's get into it with your host, Dirk Hobbs. Good
1: Saturday morning, Southern Colorado. Welcome to True North. I am your host, Dirk Hobbs. Hey, thank you for joining us. It is... September 9th. We are in the throes of September. Can you believe this? Air Force football is in the air. There's a stampede this weekend. There's baseball this weekend. There's so much going on in this town, folks. It's almost impossible to find yourself sitting at home doing nothing. So I want to encourage you to get out there and enjoy some of the spectacles that are happening here in this Perfect time of year in Southern Colorado. It's going to be a great day, 85 degrees. Glad you're on, uh, on with us this morning. And uh, hope you're enjoying your walk out in the beautiful high country here in Southern Colorado. So welcome. Glad you're here. So we're going to talk today uh, to two gentlemen who are essentially challenging the norms as it relates to healthcare. Uh, I was in this business, uh, for anybody who knows me, I was in this business for many, many years, um, and I worked at the corporate medicine levels, and uh, there's there's a lot of good stuff happening. However, primary care has undergone an evolution that um, it, it really needed to happen, because corporatized primary care is really, really hard to do. It's hard for the physicians, it's hard for the patients, it's hard for corporations, Um. And there are a group of physicians out there who are really trying to reinvent how we deliver this care because this this is the gateway to the healthcare continuum, and we 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 deserve uh, to have the attention, the full attention of our providers when we're sitting there with them because we're we're going through all the things that are uh, troubling us or ailing us um, or concerning us as it relates to our health. I mean, our health is our number one asset. And so you want somebody who's really dialed into the conversation. Now, please understand, this is not to say that anybody in corporate medicine isn't paying attention. That's not the point. The point is they have a lot of restrictions and time Pressures on them that are just make the delivery of care really difficult. Uh, so, these new, uh, they're not really new, but these healthcare programs. Um, this one's called Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care. And I'm sitting with Dr. John Digert, he's the CEO, and Travis Bakkenstead. He is the chief experience officer, and these guys um, have really created something extraordinary as it relates to the entry uh, to the continuum of care through primary care. And I want to first welcome you two to the studio. Good morning. Thanks Good morning. for having us. We and appreciate it. are really glad you're here, because I, I want to take our time here and unpack this, because it, it is, um, you know, is it, no matter what age we're on the spectrum, I mean, Having access to primary care and having somebody who's deliberately dialed into us while we're sitting in front of you is a big deal. So I want to get into that conversation. But before we do, let's get to meet the guys that are sitting in front of us. So, Dr. Digert, where do you come from, sir?
2: Well, I actually moved to Colorado. I lived up in Divide, a little town just seven miles west of Woodland Park on Highway 24, if you've never been there. But Mm -hmm. I moved there when I was 13, so... I don't think I qualify as a Colorado native, but <laughs> probably not. I'm a I'm a, I'm a I'm here from an early age and and uh, grew up in the area and was excited to move back here in 2017 after I was done with my training. Absolutely. So, yep, yeah, I was here. I went to medical school in Kansas City okay. at a school called Kansas City University of Medicine. That was after undergrad in in Atchison, Kansas, okay. uh, which is about an hour north of Kansas City. And then I did residency in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Fort Wayne, where we did did a residency in family medicine with surgical obstetrics. Very good. So I wound up leaving residency with the ability to deliver babies and do C sections and some other procedures. It's well, outstanding. And you're an osteopathic physician, correct? That's correct. So that's the type of medical school that I went to. Mm-hmm. Is a DO school. Mm-hmm. Um, and the difference between that and an allopathic school is, first of all, they do incorporate some more musculoskeletal skeletal training and treatments uh, called osteopathic manipulative medicine. Um, and then the philosophy in theory is a little bit different where we are trained to look at our patients as a, as a whole individual as opposed to a collection of different symptoms or different mm-hmm. body systems.
1: So you're looking more at the, you know, their behavioral environment, their work environment, uh, home environment, as well mm-hmm. as,
2: you know, the physiological health. Absolutely. You got to incorporate both the physical, the emotional, and the and the spiritual into any individual and, and their situation when it comes to their health. Absolutely. And Travis, a little bit about you because uh, you came online uh,
1: as their chief experience officer. I love this because patient experience is a big deal. Yeah, it is, and uh, it's a big deal for individuals. It's a big deal for for companies who are trying to provide healthcare for for their employees. Um, I
3: mean, you're in the business of making sure everything goes right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we you know today, believe it or not, was my two year anniversary with Pinnacle. So oh, congratulations, box you know, <laughs> did a nice review of me today. But yeah, I think Fair traditionally, enough. when we think about the economy, we're really in the experience economy, mm-hmm. and I think the bar is set super low for healthcare experience. So we wanted to make sure you know that was part of, of everything we do. Um, prior to getting in, into healthcare, I grew up on a family farm in northeast Iowa. Um, got my college background in journalism and communication. Um, eight years ago, moved um, to to Denver. Um, I owned a production company. Um, but as a small business owner, my first sort of wake up call to the healthcare industry was when I had to pay for employee benefits. Right. For the first time. Right. So, you know, I, I really resonate with our local entrepreneurial community. And it's super exciting to be with these guys, uh, Dr. April Lynch and Dr. John Deigert, as we're working locally to transform this broken healthcare system.
1: And it is indeed broken. Uh, if you're on the patient side of that, you feel it uh, every day. And, of course, you feel the escalating cost associated with that as well. Dr. Diger, when you uh, finished your uh, medical school and then off to residency, uh, you probably had a lot of options to join corporate medicine and and or shore up your own clinic. At what point in the continuum did you decide,
2: you know what, I'm going to take this a different way? It wasn't until after I was already in my first gig out of residency, so I wound up leaving residency and go into a small town in kansas called colby okay. some people may have been through colby they have a <laughs> starbucks which is kind of our claim to fame there that's, it's right out the, the interstate of yeah. i-70 that's the one exactly <laughs> and uh so i did i was doing rural medicine there where, where i could use my obstetric skills mm-hmm. and we covered the covering the emergency room and that kind of stuff and that's where i first heard about dpc actually on a podcast okay and i was like wow this is kind of a neat idea. Um, because I could see when I was practicing medicine, even in a rural town, how much the system got in the way. And when I heard about direct primary care, I said, hmm, that actually could be a real solution. So I kept th- learning more and more about it and then decided to take the jump in 2017 when mm-hmm. I moved back here. So was there was there a philosophical element inside of you
1: that just triggered that Said. You know, the way the way we're doing this from a corporate standpoint just isn't right. And what were some of those those principles that guided you
2: elsewhere? That's really well put, because it basically was a philosophical difference. It's everybody knows that what we're doing right now is not working, but it's hard for people to identify what the actual problems are Mm -hmm. and. You know, from a philosophical standpoint, is basically the financial structure is what kind of messes everything up. It's it's the it's that one domino in a, in a miserable line of dominoes that that <laughs> make the systems what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's because all of the framework for the way that the appointments are structured, the way that the notes, progress notes are written, right? It's it's all based on billing because it's fee for service, so you're basically paid by the appointment, mm-hmm. and then it's also run through insurance. So ins- insurance is covering at least part of the appointment for people who have that type of insurance. So both of those things get in the way of a quality patient experience yeah. and a quality doctor experience. They absolutely do. And there's a lot of middlemen in there that you never see, and so those fees just continue to add up. Oh, yeah. that's That really is what is leeching uh, the system from all of its money is all the middlemen. That that don't add any real value to the consumer, to the healthcare consumer. Right. They just take the value that's already there and siphon money out of it, mm-hmm. uh, and, and kind of create a role for themselves. And you've seen this. Derek yeah. I, it's it's just it's a it's it's basically a massive scam. What's going on <laughs> in healthcare? But it's I mean it's what we've known for decades and decades at this point, and it's just entrenched. And you, you, there's no way to to in. To fix it by enforcing something from the top down, you have to go grassroots and just outcompete them. All right.
1: Well, we're going to come back with Dr. John Digert and uh, our friend Travis Bakkenstreet over at Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care. And we're going to do a deeper dive in how this apparatus works and how they are set out to change it.
0: I got a nightmare phone call that no parent wants to receive. Someone hit me going 60 miles an hour. Dr.
1: Ramos uh, came highly recommended. When I showed him the x-rays, he immediately knew
2: exactly what was wrong.
0: We've had a tremendous experience with Ramos Law. Really, I could not be happier. Having the car accident was an accident. Finding
3: Ramos Law was no accident.
0: Injured in a car accident? Ramos Law can
1: help. RamosLaw.com All right, we're going to check in with our Rocky Mountain vibes. Let me tell you, folks, these guys are on a run. They only need two wins to make the playoffs this year. And, uh, man, we're so close. So we need to get out there and support them. I got Kay Goodell on the line. Hey, Kay, what's going on out there?
0: Hey, we are just wrapping up our regular season with our last few games with just two wins away from making playoffs. So hopefully uh, September 11th will be a packed house at UC Health Park because that will be game one of the postseason, but Saturday we really close out the season with a, um, a lot of fun things going on. It is going to be our Margaritaville night, so margaritas, wear your Hawaiian shirts to get in free and just celebrate the life of Jimmy Buffett.
1: Amen, sister boy. That was sad news, wasn't it?
0: It, it was, and we've been planning this night for, for a while now, actually. We put it back on the calendar in February. So um,
1: well, there's even we're, more... we're
0: excited to just celebrate it.
1: That's right. Even more reason to commemorate the great Jimmy Buffett out at UC Health Park. Thanks, Kay. We look forward to seeing you Saturday at the game, and hopefully we can push these boys over the edge.
0: Yeah, let's hope
1: we get there. <laughs> All right, we're back here with True North. I'm sitting here with Dr. John Digert. He's the CEO of Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care and also the Chief Experience Officer, Travis Uh These guys have re-engineered the way we do primary care, folks. Please take a listen. Uh, if you missed the first quarter, you could hear Dr. Daigert's take on, on kind of what's going on, what's wrong, what is the f- – What is the paradigm that we have found ourselves in with with big medicine? Uh, And, you know, not all corporations are the enemy, okay? I mean, they've got a lot of infrastructure, a lot of overhead. They were trying to consolidate services to try to make primary care accessible. But as with anything, uh, it just got really expensive, and the fee-for-service model is what really handicapped the physicians um, at the primary care level from doing what they love doing, which is patient care, and that's where we pick up with Doctor Daigert. Um, we kind of left off with with how you were seeing this as a philosophical departure from what everything you learned uh, in, in medical school and then in your residency about patient care. And at what point did you turn the tables on on your career and say, "I'm, I'm going to do things differently"?
2: Yeah, well, that that that's exactly the way to phrase it because when I was going through the training, you know, you could see something was wrong, but as mm-hmm. you know, I'm a young kid just trying to get through school and residency sure. and so I didn't really delve into exactly what was causing the problems, but over time you see it mm-hmm. and and you get it because you're living it on a day-to-day basis. So, yeah. those two things that we mentioned before the break were insurance covering primary care costs mm-hmm. and then also fee for service well let's start with fee for service just by its nature fee for service means that you're incentivized to bring as many patients mm-hmm. into the clinic as you can uh Just from a financial perspective. That's right. Yeah. So there's never not going to be that underlying financial incentive. And that's why when you're there in with the doctor, they are looking at their watch. It's because they're on the clock. They have to get to the next appointment. Otherwise, they're going to be drowning Mm -hmm. and have even more than their two to three hours of charting that they have to do after all the patients go home. Exactly. So that's what fee-for-service will do to you. The other philosophical thing that we talked about in the financial structure is that insurance is paying for primary care. Well, insurance is supposed to be a financial tool to protect you from a very high medical expense, something catastrophic, for example, like a heart attack, a stroke, car accident, something that would be very expensive. That's what insurance is for. When you don't use it, when you don't use your insurance to pay for primary care visits to manage your chronic disease, to do acute health visits, so like sinus infections and bronchitis, urinary tract infection, et cetera, Mm -hmm. and preventive stuff, and do it as a membership model. If you do it as a membership model, like the Netflix of healthcare, that's what direct primary care is. Then the incentives all align with the patient's incentives Mm -hmm. because you develop a trusting relationship between the patient and the doctor, um, and it's... Everybody has the same goals in mind. We want this patient to be healthy. What's the best way to do it? Mm -hmm. And since you're not worrying about the money, you're not worrying about billing and coding when you're writing your notes, all of your attention is right there on the patient. So you don't worry about corporate decisions kind of influencing your hand when it comes to writing prescriptions right cpt codes exactly (laughs) yeah you don't worry about what your quality score is you know there's people who who have low quality scores but are the best doctors out there because they see all the difficult patients that's right so the way so the way it's set up is just very poor when you make it the netflix of healthcare. Mm -hmm. it's entirely different and people notice it instantly and doctors notice it instantly Hmm. it's fun again it's a It's a real profession that many, many people would love to go into primary care has had a huge shortage over the last twenty five thirty yeah. five years yeah painfully because it's just i mean because of those systems they've just hollowed out the primary care workforce mm-hmm. because it's not just that it's not just that the job is kind of miserable and soul sucking it's also the fact that specialty <laughs> You know, doctors get paid far more because that's the the incentive structure of the system. Of pays course. specialists more, right? So people haven't been going into primary care um, as often, and that's led to the shortage, which just exacerbates that problem, right?
1: And then when the corporation saw, well, we can capture and cap, basically captivate these patients into our system mm-hmm. through primary care and then funnel them
2: to their specialist. Oh, it's, mean, isn't that gross? Like that, that, if yeah. that's the way you think of what primary care is, is there just a funnel into your specialty systems and a hospital? That, that's, that is thats sick care. That is not health care. And that's, I, I think we're starting to get that as
1: consumers. And I know, Travis, you had a life experience where, I mean, this this is why you're with the company now, is because you had a front row experience where you were faced with an enormous bill, Unpack that for us a little
3: bit. Right, right. So, you know, flashback, I was just looking at my LinkedIn to see how many years I've been in this model, and it's been almost five now. So about five years ago, I'm a young entrepreneur running myself ragged, right, not taking care of myself. And it started to compound. And um, one day my body was like, I'm giving up on you. I am done. Um, It turned, and I think a lot of executives find this, it was a massive anxiety attack. Huge. Felt like a heart attack. Felt right like on. a heart attack. Exactly. Yeah. I, I didn't have the confidence to know what that was or to manage my condition. So $20,000 later, nine hour ER visit, surprise medical bills. I'm like, I am done mm-hmm. with this system. And I knew the insurance company was getting in the way of me, my health and wellness and my doctor. So I went down this rabbit hole of Googling doctors who don't accept insurance. And I discovered this health care model called direct primary care. Mm-hmm. My first visit with my doctor was 90 minutes long. Hmm. And in that 90 minutes, we That's unpacked unheard of today. my life. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of that visit, I had a path. I had a path for wellness. There was no surprise medical bills. It was super affordable every month. And I thought, this is just too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And after I experienced it, I thought, you know what? I want to take My talents, I want to get into this industry and help market and let more people know that there's this amazing model of healthcare and it can save people's lives just by having more time with your doctor. And
1: that's what we're doing with patient advocacy from from the from the chair of an actual patient. Uh, And you went through this nightmare scenario. Uh, where you you're you've got a twenty thousand dollar bill now for anxiety attack, right? Okay, uh, so they probably ran you through a litany of tests, and you were on a myriad of machines. You got it, uh, but how much patient encounter
3: with a physician did you have? Probably not Prior, that much. Yeah, five minute visit. Yeah, right. That was about it. Just send you out the door. But I think you know what we're able to do in the direct primary care setting is we're able to look at the patient from a whole point of view mm-hmm. right and yeah. i think you know while we're not you know behavioral health counselors at pinnacle we do know that the mind and the body go together and if i just would have had a physician advocate mm-hmm. to sit down and go travis you need to focus on your nutrition you got to get your mental health under control your anxiety that's that's what i needed that's we call on. it at pinnacle getting our patients to cruising altitude <laughs> Love it. And that means they actually have the health confidence to make educated decisions about their health and wellness. And part of that is having a direct line to a physician. And you did. Yes. And it, what
1: Did you start with uh, Pinnacle
3: or was it some, somewhere else? Worked at another direct primary care practice here yeah. in the area. And okay. that was a super enjoyable experience. And then um, left that company. Didn't intend to work in direct primary care again, but... You know, these guys I came met calling. Met <laughs> up with Dr. Diger. We he did his pitch deck and I said, He goes, How's your new job going? I said, Not well. <laughs> and he said, Well, come and join the team here. And I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And we've done a lot in two years. We're helping a lot of people here and, in the and how are you doing now from that
1: that season that you
3: were in five years ago? My life has completely changed. Really? Completely. Okay. And I think we can count countless members that are at Pinnacle and with with the direct primary care systems whose life are kind of a train wreck from a healthcare perspective, right? Yeah, you, yeah. Because it's hard. It's hard to get help. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is the consumer has no idea of how much that help is going to cost. Yeah, yeah that's in, true. In direct primary care, it's that fixed monthly membership fee for unlimited access to the clinic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think... You know, like I was telling you, we currently support 175 entrepreneurs and small businesses in our community. No kidding. That's 175 businesses that we are keeping their employees happy and healthy. Mm -hmm. And that has a huge downstream impact on the financial wellness of the companies that we're working with.
1: Absolutely. And productivity goes up. uh, Morale goes up. I mean, when you know that you can call a doctor. Uh, get a prescription refilled without going through the minutiae of what you have to go through in big healthcare. care. Uh, and again, I used to work with big healthcare, and there's a lot of good people inside those apparatuses, folks. But the system itself, the model itself, uh, I, again, I was on the front lines. It's broken, and we need to reexamine how we purchase our healthcare. care. Uh, this is the biggest and best investment of your life and there's no reason why we shouldn't explore options to get in front of somebody who can sit with us whether it's 30 minutes, 60 minutes or 90 minutes to get us out of those corners we back ourselves into because we're a driving workforce okay it's all about productivity and getting things done and you know we we can find ourselves very upside down with our health in a very short amount of time well i'm i'm really glad you told that story cuz because people can relate. You were a consumer who loved the experience so much, you ended up investing your professional life into what is now a great model. I'm with Dr. John Digert and Travis Bakkenstead with Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care. Uh, Travis, real quick, call out the uh, URL and phone number.
3: Yeah, you can find us at PinnacleAPC.com. And we have an enrollment line, 719-888-4858. That'll lead you directly to me. And I can educate you about the entire healthcare model and what Pinnacle can do. All right, we're back in a moment.
0: The news and events that matter to you AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer.
1: All right, we're back in the second half of True North. You're listening to uh, Dirk Hobbs and jo- Dr. John Diggert. He's the chief executive officer over at Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care, and also the chief experience officer, Travis Bakkenstead, who has uh, unpacked for us his own experience. And, you know, folks, it's it's difficult not to be able to relate to what Travis went through. Uh, as a business owner, small business owner, I can tell you, I feel the weight of, of everything on my shoulders. And... You know, I, I could wake up one morning with that same level of anxiety, or I, it could actually be a hard episode. Uh, but I am reluctant to get to my primary care because of all the steps and the hoops that i got to jump through to get there. And then, you know, I'm going to be in there for 15 minutes. We'll do the blood test. We'll do this. We'll do that. How are you doing? How's the dog? And then I'm out the door 15 minutes later, and we've really not covered anything. And this, this is not the way primary care should be so as you're sitting uh um, in in was it colby kansas colby yes okay and you're looking at, at this scenario that you find yourself in um you start the wheels start turning and you start thinking you know what i'm going to build my
2: own how did that work i mean how did that start Well, I, mostly it was just listening to other direct primary care doctors and their stories. Okay. And, and those stories were so compelling. And plus I knew the system enough by that point that I was just like, oh, this would obviously work. This would work better than the current system. Mm -hmm. So there was a doctor out in uh, the Seattle area named Dr. Erica Bliss. She started a company called Q Lions. She was one of the first doctors who spoke about it, that I learned her story. They did some amazing things up in that area uh, with Q Lions. Um, and then Dr. Josh Umber with Atlas MD out of Wichita. Hmm. I actually uh, was on a rotation with that f- with that dude and, and his <laughs> his other classmates uh, for wow. a while when I did some training down in the Wichita area. Awesome. And uh, he's probably been one of the biggest players in, in pushing the whole DPC movement forward. Okay. So it was probably those two Garrison Bliss, Erica's um, older cousin. OK. Uh, he, he was one of the pioneers of direct primary care back in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. So I heard his story too. And, and that's, that's basically when I got interested in the, in the movement and decided to, to take the leap into it. And when did you plant your flag as Pinnacle? So we didn't, so I actually worked for a different direct primary care uh, practice f- for a couple of years first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started Pinnacle opened the doors in June of 2021. So it's mm-hmm. been over two years now. Um, with the mindset that, here we go, we've got basically a blank canvas. This model hasn't been taken to its limit yet. It hasn't been really tested okay. to see how you could push the limits of efficiency, effectiveness, quality. Because if you're not worrying about billing and coding, mm-hmm. and you're not worried about, you know, billing insurance companies, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's all about patient care at that point. Your, your money's already made at the beginning of the month. Right. You know, and... and you can focus on can being focus. a doctor That's and, right. and what can you do to make it so documentation's easier for doctors. Cause I mentioned before two, three hours of charting after, after they get done with their day sitting alone in their office. And it's so tedious and boring. It's just <laughs> miserable. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, there's such great providers in the current system and they're miserable. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons we started Pinnacle was so that we could have a place for those providers to go and, and, enrich their career and hopefully keep their career going because people are burning out and quitting at just record rates right now. Mm -hmm. But if you give them an opportunity to go, to get back into what they love, which is patient care and not have to deal with all the nonsense. I mean, you can save a lot of careers that way. Happy docs, (laughs) happy docs and happy patients. I mean,
1: happy patients. I mean, uh, you know, when I was with another system, um, I hired probably close to 200 physicians into that organization. And again, great organization, great people by and large, the mission was right. The, the, the vernacular was right, but the reality of, of that setting hit in. And I took two, I'll, I'll just take two kids that I hired out of Florida state. And within 18 months, they were talking about burnout and they were, they were fried. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And again, you know, they went in with all guns blazing, all the passion and excitement and enthusiasm because you you're not tethered to residency anymore. You're not tethered to anything that um, it w- was restrictive in your training days, right? And now you're, you're out there, you're doing patient care, and it's full on. Like I said, within 18 months, they were fried isn't that heartbreaking right. it
2: is heartbreaking because they're young they're young professionals they're still in their 30s and they're fried young with almost unlimited potential also yeah. and then and then to lose passion for what they're doing that early in the game that's what the system is doing to people So you've seen what it's like as a patient. I mean, just what Travis mentioned, his experience. Mm -hmm. Although I I have to admit, I'm a little bit grateful for that anxiety attack because it got (laughs) Travis into the direct primary care space. (laughs) And it's never quite going to be the same after that. Because Travis is a unique talent. He sure is, yes. But that's the experience of so many people. Like He mentioned also that if you ask how much a service is going to cost, like how much is the surgery going to cost? And you're in the, the normal system. Almost universally, they're not going to be able to tell you because they honestly don't know. It depends on all of these backdoor pre negotiated yep. meetings with yep. the insurance company and preferred and non preferred and HMO, PPO, and all that, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that patients, like none of that actually has any value right. for the patient it's just or the quality of care that gets delivered to them. Mm-hmm. It just muddies up everything and makes everything more expensive. So, unpack the model for us in a nutshell. Yeah, uh, What you do over at Pinnacle. So
3: I think the best way to understand it is think about Netflix. Think about your YouTube TV, the food box you get delivered every month, right? right. right. We are part of the subscription economy. So for a fixed monthly membership fee, um, you get unlimited access to primary care and family medicine with no co-pays, deductibles, or office visit fees. Hmm. The three things that we focus on are strong doctor-patient relationships, convenient access to care, and cost-effective treatment options. These are the three things people want from the health care system. Sure. The other thing, too, is you own your primary care experience. So, you know, if something were to change with carriers or, you know, the health insurance plan changes, you get to keep your family doctor. You get to keep the most important part of our health care system. Going back to my $20,000 bill, mm-hmm. you know, I would have been happy to pay my monthly membership fee to avoid Expensive health care costs like that, of course. because I have a partner in my health and wellness. Um, Dr. April Lynch likes to refer to it as an all-you-can-eat primary care buffet, mm-hmm. right? We take care of about 90% of your everyday medical needs. Cash pay rates on services. We're talking procedures for 15 bucks, a mm-hmm. full lab workup for $12.50. Yeah. We've lowered the barrier of entry into the primary care system. So there's no excuse at Pinnacle not to see your primary care doctor because they're so accessible. Yep. And then you also get your doctor's contact information. So mm-hmm. after five o'clock, you're not calling Teledoc. You're getting a hold of Dr. Diger who knows you and knows your medical history. Now they're not going to be very happy if you call them at midnight and say, Fill my prescription, please. But <laughs> you know, this is a true relationship that you're you're building with your provider. Well, absolutely.
1: So you're not healthcare or excuse me, you're not health insurance. You are healthcare. You are not health insurance. Uh, so, I want people to understand that. But common questions are: okay, major medical uh, specialties. Can I do virtual care? Unpack that for them.
2: Yeah, virtual care is included in the membership. So, virtual care, care with us is just part of the part of the whole process. I mean, probably. 25 to 30 percent of our appointments are virtual currently. Mm -hmm. Um, So many people view that as a viable option now coming out of the pandemic because that's kind of where it gained popularity. Right. Um, But when it comes to insurance, that's such an important thing to have as well, because like we mentioned before, it's if you view it. As a financial tool, instead of oh, like this little plastic card is my health care. That's the way people think of it. That's true. Yeah, and and they, they've gotten so dependent on that little plastic card that they've lost sight of what healthcare actually is. That's interesting. So if you if you if you kind of segment things, if you put primary care as a as a direct primary care membership, you got direct primary you got primary care covered rather, and if you save insurance for the expensive things, well, your premiums go way way down. And you don't necessarily have to have an insurance policy. You mm-hmm. could do a health share, which is basically like a substitute for insurance. They kind of came out of the, the Affordable Care Act mm-hmm. era. And you guys use what, Zion?
3: Yeah, we've built a great relationship with Zion Health Share. They're okay. a nonprofit that um, accepts anyone into okay. their their membership. So that's one of your recommendations, mm-hmm. but there's others.
2: Sedera would be another one. Yep. Uh, Samaritan Ministries. There's uh MediShare yep. is another one. There are some that we like to work with better than others, just because we can see that they do a better job. But, mm-hmm. but those four tend to do really pretty well. Right on. In the specialty scene. So orthopedics
1: and so forth.
2: So sometimes you'll, you'll need to see a specialist, mm-hmm. right? And so we have uh, been gathering and, and compiling a Rolodex full of specialists that we trust, that we know do a good job that also offer Cash pay prices Mm -hmm. um, to to see them, for example, for an office visit or a minor procedure or something like that. Um, But we also a lot of times we can avoid a specialty consultation because we have a virtual specialty consultation service that we purchase as as a practice. And that's also included in the membership because. You know this, Dirk. A lot of times when you send somebody to a specialist, you just want the answer to like one or two questions. (laughs) Like, what what should I do next in this workup? What would you do as far as appropriate management of this patient? And if we can send a specialist the patient's chart, all of our notes – give them a good overview of what's going on. A lot of times we can get a response back and save them from actually having to go see a specialist and spend that extra out-of-pocket money.
1: Oh, folks, if you're not listening to this carefully, please do. And then check out the podcast that we're going to have on our website, uh, coloradomediagroup.com. Look under the Media tab and you'll find this. Replay it and try to understand the conditioning that we've been under for years and years and years as it relates to that card. I love that analogy, Doc. Because, uh, yes, this is my health care, this little plastic card. Uh, we need to reframe how we think about how we're managing our care and the expenses associated with it. It is an investment in our health and in our wellness. And those aren't just buzz phrases, folks. If you lose that, you know better than anybody. You wish you had them back. And advanced, uh, prim- Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care is offering solutions at a very affordable rate, um, a monthly membership fee, basically, that gives you access to primary care physicians. Did you hear me? I'm going to repeat it. Primary care physicians. So uh, who doesn't want that? So uh, Dr. Diger, I know you've opened three clinics here, Cheyenne Mountain, Briar Gate, and Sky Ridge Medical Center. So when you're opening new clinics and you're driving around, what is your jam song, brother? That says, yes, Ooh. we did it again.
2: Gosh, there's so many good ones. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with uh, Even Flow by Pearl Jam. Oh, that's a great one. That's back, a good, one. good driving song. <laughs> back in a moment.
0: Maybe he see a little better
2: One critical fact that needs to be established is that your injuries were caused by the accident incident you were involved in. For your case to have merit, it must be made clear that had you not been in the crash in the first place, you wouldn't have been hurt. This is one of the most important steps in the entire process and leaving it to anyone but an expert is a serious mistake. Ramos Law, doctor, lawyer, partner. Combining medical and legal knowledge for better outcomes for you.
1: All right, we're in the fourth quarter with uh, Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care. Uh, Hey, I want to do a quick shout-out to a couple folks here. Uh, Jack Hamilton, who's behind the scenes here, he helps us... uh, map this program each week and bring it to you. We have great guests that are brought to you by Ramos Law, the personal injury guys. Uh, they're a physician and JD practice. Uh, there's a local office here in Southern Colorado as well as Denver. So appreciate those guys. And um, I really appreciate the two gentlemen sitting in front of me. Dr. John Diger, who is an allopathic, phys- or excuse me, an osteopathic physician, that's a D.O. Uh, the complete physician, I call them. And he's also the CEO of Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care. And Travis Bakkenstedt, uh, you know, Travis had a, a unique experience. If you listen to uh, earlier in the show, you, you know that he found himself uh, backed into a corner as a, as a small business owner. And he had a major health episode, which turned out to be anxiety. But if anybody's had a major anxiety attack, you know how scary that can be. That can feel like a heart attack. And you could feel like, gosh, and you're a young fella. Uh, so you are the chief experience officer now of Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care. And, uh, guys, you've really put together something special along with April Lynch, who's an allopathic physician, and Dr. Sue Miranda up at Sky Ridge. So three offices now. So you started in Cheyenne Mountain. Was that the first one? That Yeah, that's the the original clinic. We call it OG. OG. Yeah, Old. the OG clinic. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, Briargate, you've just opened this one. Where's that one? It's uh, at the Briargate Medical Center, just south of Research, off of Chapel Hills. Okay. And then for our folks who might be listening from Larkspur or Northern Monument, if they wanted to get up to the Sky
2: Ridge Clinic, where's that one located? It is in the Aspen Building, uh, just attached to uh, Sky Ridge Hospital. Sky Ridge Hospital. Very good. Well,
1: as you can tell, folks, I mean, this this is real medicine, frontline medicine for primary care. And uh, I want to get into... You know, we got open enrollment season coming up, Travis, um, for Medicare. So we've got the October 15th and the November 1st
3: deadline. Unpack that for the folks. Yeah, so here's what I want you to start thinking about as as a healthcare consumer. I don't want you to just look at that premium number line item. I want you to start doing the math in your head about how much do you actually use a healthcare system and, you know, how do you want to age healthy, right? So, you know, for those folks 65 plus We can work within the Medicare system. You cannot use your Medicare dollars to pay for membership, but we're talking for an individual consumer, $75 for unlimited access to our clinic. You know, think about what we spend 75 bucks on in a given month. Hold on. 75 bucks. Yeah. For (laughs) complete access. For complete access to Pinnacle. Per individual. That's right. And if you're a couple, it's 135 for both of you. Yeah. 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 So we keep it super, super affordable. We even have a family rate of uh, 185. That's an entire family to join the practice. Okay. And um, keep in mind, we are helping you avoid those high cost claims. Yeah. We are helping you avoid an unnecessary ER and urgent care visit. How many of us have ended up in the urgent care for something our primary care physician could help us with? But it's the access issue that, that prevents that. So we offer a lot of value for, for our members that way. We can even help members kind of design their own health plan. We have partners on the major medical side. I've taken a family paying 1800 a month with a $10,000 deductible down to $650 a month. And that was a local teacher who wanted to join her husband's landscaping business but was only working for benefits. So the, the impact that we're having on our small business community and entrepreneurs is huge. You can be a business of one and get our business discount. That drops your membership rate from 75 to $68 a month. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we want to make sure our solopreneurs in the community have access to great care. And then we have businesses with 50-plus employees too.
1: So, Travis, let me underscore what you just said there. Because here, here was a woman who was a teacher yeah, for the sole purpose of having the benefits. And there's a lot of people like that. There's too many people like that. <laughs> yes. Okay. That that blows my mind because it, is health insurance one of the things that's driving our behavior in, in terms of our careers?
3: I, it is. It is. And I think too, we we have this warped understanding of the healthcare system. Totally. Going back to your insurance card, it, it it's like a debit or credit card with no limit you have no idea what you're spending. <laughs> you you do a transaction with someone but you get the bill 5 weeks later. It's insanity. This is one of the only industries where that happens. And we know a $50 copay could prevent someone from coming into a primary care
1: well, office. Well, there's no question we we're upside down in our mindset culturally speaking. This is from coast to coast, multi-generations within this that we think about it's it's a reactive healthcare system. You're prescribing or proposing a proactive healthcare uh, dynamic or paradigm, if you will, that helps people not worry about the bill they're going to get, and go see Doctor. Dygert or or Doctor. Lynch or Doctor. Miranda and say, "Okay, I'm not feeling great." Well, you know what? Let's get on the front end of this thing. Could be skin lesions. It could be you know something with your eyesight. Could be early onset uh, glaucoma or something like that. Whatever it might be, okay. Um, you're getting in on the front end of that because you're having prolonged conversations with them, and you're starting to put together the pieces as they're telling you
0: their story.
2: Hundred percent. There's a there's a saying that cabinet makers uh, like to, like to say, or, or the cabinet makers that I used to work with, and that's measure twice, cut once. There you go. And that's what we're trying to do in primary care. If you can avoid so many down so many downstream costs and so much downstream suffering just by being proactive, mm-hmm. just like you were mentioning Mm -hmm. and then people are the best we're in the people business here if you give people like like the, the lady who was staying in a job just for the benefits i mean that's that's suppressing her ability to shine in an area where i mean that could very well be her calling her vocation whatever you want to call it yeah where she would shine the most and do the most good for society and people are avoiding doing that just because they need to hold on to that little plastic card we're helping people break out of that mm-hmm. and reach their potential by, first of all, keeping them healthy, because he- some people would call it priceless. It's just invaluable. There's no dollar that Absolutely. you can put on, on being in good health. Yeah. But keeping people healthy helps them reach their potential, and then also keeping some money in their pocket. Absolutely. Well, I, I want
1: to pause here and just kind of underscore this this thought process of, let, let's let Take a pause and say, "I, I want to get in front of my healthcare. I want to drive my healthcare, and rather than react to the the possibility that I'm going to have to pay a lot or pay some unknown amount, um, I, I'm going to know I'm going to pay 75 bucks or 68 if if I'm a business owner per member, and I know exactly what I'm going to get. And if I can get on the front end of heart disease or anxiety or stress or anything that is a chronic disease, which is really expensive downstream, right? really expensive for everybody. Um, Then I might, you know, I, I, I'm now in control of my destiny. I now have a better bead on what I need to do to manage my stress, manage all things that are, that are making me tick the biology of who I am. And now I have the opportunity to maybe even pick the career that I want to go to. Um, So, I want to encourage people. Take a look at Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care. This isn't uh, an infomercial. This this is a discussion about uh, the paradigm shift in healthcare, folks. And I, you know, as consumers, it is time for us to take that charge back. So, uh, Travis, you you said something interesting in, during the break. You you guys operate from a, a standpoint of abundance, uh, and you've got some some nonprofit work that you
3: are also doing, uh, giving back to the community. Share right. that with us, right? We think there's strength in numbers, right? Pinnacle's not the only company, company out there that's trying to change this broken healthcare system. So we started a nonprofit called cashforcare.com, that's all spelled out c a s h f o r c a r e.com. Okay. And what that is, we started here in Colorado Springs and it is a directory with about 30 cash pay providers in the community. We're saying good riddance to insurance. I want to go direct to my patients. We're talking physical therapists. There's a rich PT community here in the Springs that's going direct uh, to their patients. And I think PTs have a whole story to tell about the world they have to work in. Right. We've got nutritionists. We've got other direct primary care practices on that directory, that abundance mindset that we can lift up other people and lift up this movement in our community because it's the right thing to do.
1: And small businesses, we're encouraging small businesses to take a look at this as well, because this could really drive your healthcare cost really down. Right. Significantly. And we
3: represent small businesses across the spectrum. You know, from landscapers to hairstylists to trucking companies to vet clinics okay. are all calling on us to lower their healthcare costs and keep their employees healthy. Oh, I love it. Dr.
1: Deigert and Travis, thank you both for joining me this morning. Uh, this This is a lot to think about, and I want to encourage listeners to go back and listen to the podcast. You can pick it up on coloradomediagroup.com and um, take a close look at what you're paying now for insurance versus what you would pay for direct primary care access. Then take Control of your healthcare by going in and seeing your providers when you need to see them, rather than when you think you can afford to go see them. There's a huge difference, folks, and it matters. Uh, you can prolong your life. You can prolong your career. Uh, you can actually even, <laughs> according to today's testimony, find yourself in the career you actually love. You can. What a concept! <laughs> okay, joy in the workforce. Who knew? All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing the story. And I'm going to have you guys over on the Digest show, uh, which is coming next week, uh, starting on the 15th. I would love to have you come out and unpack this for employers.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Absolutely.
1: Glad you were here. Well, folks, we're going to sunset this show today with a little song from Jimmy Buffett. Uh, We lost Jimmy this past week uh, to skin cancer. Uh, He was 76 years old, and uh, I grew up with this guy living in South Florida. Uh, But one of my favorite songs of his was Pencil Thin Mustache. We're going to leave you with Jimmy Buffett. Have a great weekend, everyone.
3: I wish I had a pencil thin mustache. The Boston Black Air kind. Two-tone Ricky Ricardo jacket
0: You've been listening to True North with your host, Dirk Hobbs. Saturday mornings at 8 on AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer.